All right. Let's do it. Okay. As usual, this will probably take me like five tries. <laughs> Ooh. Welcome to episode 62 of the Erasable Podcast. Later on, we'll be talking with Joey and Adam of Baron Fig about their brand new pencil, The Archer. And no, General Pencil Company isn't the only place with a grooving department. I'd like to introduce ours, Johnny Gamber and Andy Welfley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little shout out to the video I'm going to be talking about later in Fresh Points. But the grooving department. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. It's been uh, raining for three days in San Francisco, which is really yeah. unheard of. So I'm just a little wet around the edges. <laughs> and nice. Tim is in home stretch before baby number two. Yeah, Lila Catherine will be here in two weeks or within two weeks. Wow. I want. I want to. It could be tomorrow. <laughs> it could be like happening upstairs right now. <laughs> you don't even know. It freak you out. My second, <laughs> my second, and third kids were both two weeks early. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with it at this point. I just want it to happen. <laughs> just get it out. Yeah, like just, just get here. Well, even taking, more, taking two weeks off, so it'll be nice. Even more importantly than um, you know Tim having another baby, I'm, I'm surprised that you're recording today, considering the Cubs are playing right now. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure, <laughs> <laughs> I am watching the Cubs game right now. So, <laughs> so any expletives, you can just typewriter bell them out if I oh. if happen. So. After that last episode with Johnny, I've become an expert. So. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing in the sixth. We're good. Yeah. Uh, Dodgers are up, but, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, this is like, my wife is like a baseball widow right now. Um, so <laughs> I had to inform her the other day. I'm like, you know. Lila's due date will be right in the middle of the World Series. So, yeah. If you think you see if you think you see headphones in my ears while you're <laughs> while you're giving birth, it's an, it's you're just hallucinating. It's not actually <laughs> happening. <laughs> so cool. well, I'm excited excited to talk about the archer later on with Joey and Adam. That's gonna be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guys and I I'm sure they'll have some really uh, great things to say. They're they're really thoughtful designers. Really looking forward to that. But as always, let's just start out with tools of the trade. And Andy, why don't you get us started? Yeah. Um, well, I am uh, writing in my field notes lunacy, which we're going to talk about as well in fresh points, I think. Um, but then I am also using my my Baron Fig Archer. So I'll, I'll hold off on talking about it until we until we get the guys on. Um, what am I consuming? I'm consuming a delicious mango Lacroix, 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 depending on where you're from, how you say it. I've never. I never had the mango. Is it very strong? I it's not strong. I I think a lot of people like the pamplemousse, like the the grapefruit one, the best. Mm. But I am a, I don't like that one. Yeah, I'm a big mango fan. So I lo- coconut's my favorite. Oh, you're that's controversial. Yeah, I like the coconut, and I like the uh, the, the skinny cans of the cherry lime. Those oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Yeah, the mango is my personal favorite, but. Mm-hmm. We um, actually use the uh, the lime one for like low calorie mojitos. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, a less sugar. <laughs> my my sister who drinks a lot of drinks a lot of soda. I'm not gonna out her and say which one, but um, <laughs> I gave her a a lime Lacroix one day. Just she was over at my house, and I was like. It's like, oh, hey, do you want to try one of these? She's like, sure. I'm like, it's lime flavored. It's like seltzer water. She's like, okay. And I think that she didn't realize that it was not sweetened because the look on her face after she took a drink, she was just like trying really hard to be She's like, oh, why? Like, di- diplomatic why? about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yum. <laughs> yeah. She's like, mm, it's very mm, wet. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's a very wet drink you gave me. Yeah. So, um, what what media am I consuming? I I just finished season three of uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Have I talked about that on here before? Mm-mm. It's um <clears throat> it's a really good kind of like under the radar show. It, it's it's on AMC. I usually watch it on on iTunes. Um, it's it's kind of like a cross between. Oh, I wouldn't say a cross between. It's kind of like they took the concept of Mad Men and applied it toward like the early days of personal computing in the eighties. Like it's a 
a fictional company, um, but they are making like a laptop in the first season and it's, there's a lot of like real companies that are interspersed in there. So, um, it's really great show. They just finished season three and they're just starting to talk about the early days of the internet, which is cool. So how about you, Johnny? What are you, what are you consuming and writing with? Well, like you, I'm writing with the Baron fig archer with a really, really, really pretty hand sharpening that I'm very proud of. And I wish I could show you, but I'll probably drop it and break it. Um, and I'm using the lunacy edition from field notes, the full note, the full moon edition, with the biggest cutout, which I'm happy to report has not ripped. And mm. I think I'm on like the last page or second to last page. That's the exact. And one I even put using. it in my back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Was that one on top? I feel like it wasn't. I just wanted to use the big hole. Yeah. First. Yeah. Plus it's a full moon right, yeah, right I, now. I, I think. think it's a super moon, isn't it? Is it? Which is just a fancy way know. of saying it's a like extra big. Super effing bright. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm out of the loop. Yeah. I actually walked out of my deck last night and thought that I'd left the light on on the deck. Like it was so bright here. Cool. Oh man. So I've been consuming a lot of Halloween related stuff. Um, unintentionally. I mentioned last week, Penny Dreadful, which I'll probably finish up, which is on Netflix and very, very delicious. I need to watch that. And like super violent, but not violent in like a really, I don't know. It's not like, if you're sensitive to violence, you might find it almost comical sometimes. Hmm. And no spoilers. Um, and I'm reading a book with my kids they really enjoy called The Crow, a not-so-scary story that was written sort of along the lines of a raven, but of The Raven, but about a crow, which is really cute. And I've been listening over and over to The Pale Emperor, which is Marilyn Manson's latest album, because Henry really likes it. <laughs> and luckily, you know, he can't understand the lyrics. Like... His favorite song is um, The Third Day of a Seven Day Binge. <laughs> it's a really, really good song. I think, like, was it Ro- Rolling Stone said this was the goth rock album he's been trying to make since um, Antichrist Superstar. I really. It's on the lines of that. For some reason, I'm not surprised that Henry's really into Marilyn Manson. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not totally <laughs> my fault. <laughs> that, that, that kid is pretty hardcore. I don't know if my yeah. Henry. I don't know if you saw my tweet the other day, but he has reached a point with, where he can recognize the sound of the Grateful Dead with 100% accuracy. <laughs> like, we're, I'll hear a song, and I'll be like, hey, Henry, what do we listen to? And he'll go, Grateful Dead. <laughs> he'll, and he'll nail it, like, every single time. You know that kid in school who just, like, clearly has music taste that's, like, decades evolved from, like, your own? He's going to be that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll talk about this more later since Nano Remo's coming up, but I finally picked up that book, No Plot, No Problem, by the founder of Nano Remo, which has so far been really good. There's a lot of good advice in there about buying yourself junk food, so I'm enjoying that very much. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Tim? I am reading Richard Russo right now. I've just gotten into him. I've been meaning to read his books for a while. I've had Empire Falls on my shelf for like years and years and years. But I actually started out with a book called Nobody's Fool, which they made a famous movie of with Paul Newman, which I'm excited to watch once I finish up the book. But it's a book that happens. It's a small town in the Northeast, and it follows just this guy named Sully, main character who's 60, divorced, handyman, just kind of one of those characters that just kind of doesn't do anything right, but is also at the same time like really admirable, and you kind of love you just can't help but love him so it's just a good kind of moving novel about a small town i'm a sucker for small town stories so really enjoying nobody's fool and the reason i was reading this one first is that everybody's fool just came out like 20 i think it was like 25 years after nobody's fool came out so it's a sequel done by richard russo that just came out last year so i'm planning to read that next um I've been watching a show called Those Who Can't. Have you heard of the show? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. It's on True TV. <laughs> have you watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I have not, no. Okay. Well, it's basically the exact same premise as It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There are like two or three guys and a girl, and they're just in a certain setting, and they're super irresponsible. Um <laughs> <laughs> and so this one is uh, three teacher or four teachers, so three guys and a girl, 
that are just like like the worst teachers you could possibly imagine, and it's just their it's just a, a show about their ridiculous antics in this little school in Colorado. It's hilarious. It's probably a little cathartic, but I can't. I, I feel like I might have talked about it before, but it is a hilarious show. Really, it's pretty nasty sometimes, but it's really <laughs> fun, really funny. So I've been like pushing it on all my teacher friends and be like, "Hey, when you have a really bad day, watch the show." Um, it's, but it's it's really funny. And it's it's made up of all uh, people from. Boulder, Colorado, I think it is. So it's nobody you'd recognize until the second season. Uh, Sherry O'Terry makes a makes an appearance, which is pretty cool. Um, and the only other thing is the new Bon Iver album called Twenty Two A Million that I picked up when it came out. I guess about two weeks ago, and it's really thrown me for a loop. It's a really beautiful album. I'm a, I've been a big fan of Bon Iver since the beginning. And this one just takes them in a whole different direction with these just crazy kind of orchestrated glitch fests. I mean, it's just like uh, electronic glitch sounds that are just really that stand to be somehow are very beautiful while also having some kind of minimal guitar in the background, a lot of keyboards. So if you like Bon Iver, I feel like 22 a million is a natural progression of uh, where he's come from. So a beautiful album. Definitely check it out. And this is kind of a side note, but I actually just got into Amazon's Spotify um, competitor, like their their service. Have you guys seen this yet? Oh, the new one, the um, Amazon Music, that's like 10 bucks a month for whatever you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the awesome part about this for me is I've done Spotify before, but if you're a Prime, if you subscribe to Prime, then doing their music service is like two or three dollars less a month, so you get like a discount. Huh. Oh, nice! So, so I started doing that this month, and I love it. It's so great. Do they have a and selection I, that's like Spotify? It's not as big, okay. but it's pretty. It's pretty fantastic, though. I mean, I there's only been a couple things I've gone to look for, and b- both of them were newer, and they might not even be on Spotify. Like I went to check if Van Morrison's new album was on Amazon Music, and it wasn't, but it might not even be on Spotify. So. Pretty awesome. You can do a thirty year or a thirty thirty year trial. <laughs> 30 do they have a? Trial. Is there a mobile app for this? I usually yeah. do Pandora in the car. Yeah, there's a there's a mobile app, and they have a radio service as well. Awesome. So it's I love it. It's awesome. We uh we hit a low point out here. You know, in some cities they have like that Amazon Prime Now where you can get something within like an hour. That's crazy. I, oh yeah, we have that here. I got um. We really wanted ice cream, but we didn't want to like walk down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> so we just Amazon Prime like some pints of Ben and Jerry's to our house. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! <laughs> I would. So again, this is Tennessee, so we'll have that in about the year twenty forty five or something. Uh, Once they just have Amazon like teleportation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three D um, prints of ice cream <laughs> from Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, and I am also riding with my archer. Beloved Archer, and I am using a Right Notepads Royal Blue, which I adore. Nice. They're fantastic. I love, 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 love these notebooks. The blue lines. We, we missed you last week when we were talking to Chris. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sorry I had to, didn't address that that I had to miss, but it's been crazy town here yeah. for, for a while. So we had a, actually, my brother lives in Hilton Head. So when we were recording, my brother was headed in town on evacuation orders from from Hilton Head, so wow. we were with my brother because because the hurricane, Hurricane Matthew, coming through. So yeah. he was he's okay, and his his house was pretty much untouched, That's which good. is amazing. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys holding down the fort without me. Yeah, that's me. Cool. We, let's let's just well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's go right into fresh points. And Andy, all right. Um, the only one I have since we recorded really recently not that long ago um so i i just wanted to do a follow-up we announced the lunacy edition and i know that i hadn't had it since then or when we were recording last i got it like since then did you have it johnny i can't remember uh yeah i actually got mine early this year this uh go round. okay yeah mine, nice. mine came a little late um but i'm i'm a big fan i i love the the reticle grid as i think i've mentioned before like when it came mm-hmm. out night sky it was amazing 
then I was excited to see it again and unexposed and I'm glad to see it here. Um, so I, I like it better on this gray paper. Yeah. And, and that's the, the other weird thing is like, I didn't even notice that it was gray until I held it up next to like some white paper. And even then it's still really like light gray. Um, it's just like a couple shades off white, I think. Um, it's not nearly as gray as like, you know, the white lines paper. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm a huge fan. It writes really well with like even light pencils. It still shows up. Um, I think you mentioned that, you know, it was you, uh, you know, you didn't like, or you thought it still looked really good with pencil. Uh, yeah. I thought I was going to hate it. Yeah. Like gray and a red apple grid. I'm like, I'm not even going to open these damn things, but yeah. it was a new paper and it has a really, really nice texture. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm totally you know, interested to see how long it does last with the the big cutout. But I guess if yours has been in your pocket for like two weeks now. Yeah, um, I had mine in the back pocket of the Renaissance Festival yesterday. I sat in yeah. some water a couple times. Oh wow! <laughs> so, <laughs> and then mud once. So it was all good. You can say if it's if it's like the medieval days, it's probably not water. Yeah, <laughs> it's either <laughs> ale, a little, or beer, little bit of horse crap. Yeah, don't drink the water. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually walked past a pile of elephant crap yesterday. Wow. Yeah, the Renaissance Festival. Yeah, they have elephants there that you can ride. And um, we were coming in. I'm like, oh my god, they're just like these poop bricks. <laughs> they were from something with a very large butt. So <laughs> something with a very large butt. Episode title, maybe. I haven't. I haven't tried them yet. I don't have one. Um, I there's a shop downtown here that I'm going to try to stop by tomorrow to pick up a, a pack of lunacy. So I'm excited about that. Cool. Yeah. So that's, that's really all I had to, to talk about since then. How about you, Johnny? Well, I got another literary tattoo, but I still don't have a pencil tattoo. It's now like I'm running out of places to put it. <laughs> that aren't, that's not, you know, underneath my clothing. And also, I don't know. I've, I'm psyched out. I've gotten so many that aren't a pencil. I'm just kind of afraid to get a pencil. <laughs> so, so I got a really creepy raven on my arm, which looks terrible. It's peeling and disgusting. So, oh, I like tattoo etiquette, people. If you're if you work at a coffee shop and you see somebody and you say, "Oh, is that new tat- That tattoo new?" and they say, "Yes," you have to compliment them, or you just sound like you're being a jerk and saying, "Wow, it looks like crap." <laughs> oh, did, did this happen to you just by, by for example? I might have said something under my breath that I can't say on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, man, tip you a loogie. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Well, so what you're saying is I'm, we need to meet up in person soon so we can all get these tattoos. Hell yes. Yeah. I guess we'll work on this. we need to just go down to Tennessee this summer and hang out with, with Tim. All right. It's we'll, done. We'll all show up to the birth of his child. Yeah, we'll have a it could be tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you get on a plane, man, I'll, I'll guess. The car. <laughs> See what I can do. I've got the surprise <laughs> for a good time. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, are you guys members of the manu- the manuscripting Facebook group? I think you are, Tim. I love it. I don't know if I am. So we'll put a link in the in the show notes. But there's a group. I don't remember who started it. it was I think Les started it. But it's devoted to handwriting, writing, which is awesome. Hmm. So yeah, there was the threads on there about like NaNoWriMo as, as National Novel Writing Month, if you're not familiar with it. So we were trading usernames, so we were writing buddies and cheer each other on. So yeah, that's awesome. And related to that, Amazon.com just had a deal on General's layout pencils, which are super dark. So if you've got to type this damn thing up, you know. It's like a dry gel pen of a pencil. Mm-hmm. So without the skipping, like, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and smearing. Well, yeah, they don't smear. The layout is oh, it's an awesome pencil. Um, yeah. So maybe we can talk in a future episode if folks are going to do it longhand and what sort of gear they're stockpiling besides layout pencils. Yeah, we've been but, meaning uh, that yeah. for a while, so we'll definitely do that. Yeah, I bailed last year and didn't do it. This year, like, I'm doing the damn thing. <laughs> I told you that uh, one of my coworkers is married to, like, one of the, like, directors, like, somebody on the board of, of NaNoWriMo. What? 
That's yeah. awesome. So I, I remember I talked to the guy who runs it, and I, he said he would be interested to be on the show sometime. But I guess oh, we're, we're, we're getting it. we're getting close to November, so he's probably getting really busy. So we should probably do this soon. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be really see cool. See what can happen. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, the other, the other thing I had to mention was the Inktober continues, but I haven't put them on Instagram. But Charlotte is a very very good little five minute artist. She makes some really, really cool drawings. <laughs> and she laughs at all of my anti-Trump ones, too, which is funny. <laughs> I think she, she just doesn't like the sound of his name. See, Henry, it's it's an, it's like driving me nuts that he like he heard his name once, and then like he'll show up on TV, and he'll be like, Daddy, is that, is that Donald Trump? I'll be like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that orange man? Yeah, Who is that huge Oompa Loompa on stage? <laughs> yeah. How about you, Tim? What kind of fresh points are you are you looking at? So one thing I noticed a couple of days ago, someone tagged me in this. Uh, I think it was, gosh, I don't remember who it was. Uh, but some, someone, I'm sorry if it was a listener, but someone tagged me in the new NPR article about the remarkable history of the humble pencil. Yeah. Which was on All Things Considered. There's a little video done, which... Yeah, this- Video was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, skunk bear. Um, that's when you look at the the video on the bottom. It says "credit NPR's skunk bear," which is <laughs> amazing. Uh, which is kind of a cool new trend for kids. These this idea of getting kids to ask questions about something, a simple question, and then they answer them in like a really interesting way. Um, so I guess that's what this segment is going to be doing. Uh, which actually, did you see what the segment's called? Mm-mm. Oh, it's tools of the trade. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's called tools of the trade. Uh, NPR, you'll be hearing from our lawyers. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> See you in court. Yeah. There's a really cool trend right now of uh, shows and websites giving kids a chance to ask a simple question and then answer them in an interesting way. And I think that's what the this tools of the trade segment is for NPR, um, where they. A fifth grade class asked, how is pencil lead made? And they answered the question. There's also Netflix has a show called Storybots right now for kids, which, Johnny, I don't know if your kids have watched this, but it's a really yeah. great show. It's it's awesome. There's there's not many episodes yet, but there's basically the premise is there's these, these teams of little robots that live inside of computers that answer essentially Google questions from kids. Um, and they have to like go on a hunt and figure out, like, how will I explain this to a kid? And it's things like, why is the sky blue? Why does night happen? Why do we have to brush our teeth? Stuff like that. But it's super entertaining. Henry loves it. So, But NPR, Tools of the Trade segment came out with uh, a show on how the pencil is made and more specifically how lead's made. And it's just they have this really great video with it, which obviously we'll link in the show notes. But it, it's stuff we've talked about already, but it's presented in like the most attractive and and just fun way. Um, it's it's uh, they on the website when you you see it, you can see some gifs of different sections of it. And the, the coolest part, I think, for people who love pencil, will be to see how they've used pencil artwork and animated it. Uh, it's really cool because it looks like they're just drawing it with a pencil, but then obviously they've worked in some sort of digital animation where things will move. It's really amazing. So, have both of you seen this? No, I've seen this before. Oh man, I almost want to like listen to you watch it because mm-hmm. it's it's pretty neat. Stuff we stuff we've talked about before. Um, you know. Oh wait, do you mean this creature. YouTube video? Yes. About sorry, the, I'm gonna screw this. We, we yeah, talked about it in the group. Um, yeah. There, there's there's a few inaccuracies in it, I think. What, what were they? Um, well, there was one where they said that, and I should I should look this up, but they basically said that um, Thoreau invented uh, sort of the combination of like clay and graphite, mm-hmm. uh, and really that was like Nicholas Conte, but then also like somebody kind of simultaneously across the sea, um, and really like Thoreau came up Just with came a, up with a machine, yeah, with a machine that like optimized it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess there's also a little contention about um Thoreau and Sons being the first ones to kind of use the like number one, number two system like system of, of grading. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it was it was developed, it sounds like I think earlier than, you know, the European like H B scale. 
but I, we're not sure if it was Thoreau and Sons that first used that, but that's the video kind of made a bold claim that it was. But, uh, I mean, it was an amazing, amazingly done video. Yeah, and I think one of the most valuable things from the video will be the gif that is created of Henry David Thoreau winking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree. I think that will be in in a heavy rotation on my <laughs> in my texting <laughs> conversations. Um, yeah. yeah, really cool video. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Read the article. I mean, yeah, maybe there's some inaccuracies, but at the same time. This is supposed to be for fifth graders, so if they said something about Conte, people would be the kids would be like, "Okay, I already forgot what, whose name that was that you just said." Like it's, <laughs> it's already gone. Like Henry David Thoreau, we might have talked about him in class. Whatever, yeah. but <laughs> cool video, cool animation. There's some footage of General's Pencil Company and yeah. the grooving department, as I referred to earlier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, where yeah, Parliament Funkadelic. <laughs> I have to get my bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lay down a funky bass track. So, um, yeah, cool little article. Check it out. Other thing. Another thing I wanted to share is that I, we, we, we had gotten a great, just amazing box of things from Kickerland. Yeah. Uh, a while back. Yeah. We talked about the erasers and one of the things that was included was the writer's block planner that they sent us that is now October. So it now is usable, you know, cause it didn't start until October of, of 2016. So I just started oh, using right. it yeah. a couple weeks ago and I am loving it. It's a great, uh, a great planner. It's set up in kind of the traditional sense, kind of like the Moleskin planner is where you've got the, the days of the week on the left and then just a page of lined paper on the right that you can make notes on. But I have, been sticking with this with more intensity in the last two weeks than any planner I've tried to use. Um, there's nothing that super special about it, but I just really love it. It's nice hardback. Um, it's got some cool little features in the back that are New York specific, but still just kind of fun to look at, even though I don't live there. Um, really good planner. So that's the writer's block for some reason spelled B O B L O K. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a if there's some significance there, but it's the writer's B L O K. The writer's bloke. Writer's block. Block. Um, <laughs> so, really great planner. I know there's lots of good planners out there, and I didn't get to grab one of the the Baron Fig planners. Um, uh, I actually had forgotten. I guess I just missed it completely when that came around. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to maybe grabbing one next year. I just keep missing out. I didn't get a Squire. Didn't get a planner and i haven't gotten any vanguards yet like i just keep i just these this is like one of those periods in life where i like am behind on everything <laughs> you know so, you just need to live your entire life to, online like i do tim love to <laughs> yeah yeah so i need to i need to play some catch up but uh really cool things out there so i encourage everybody to check them out um but that's me that's all i've got cool so what do you say we talk to the fellas from baron fig oh yeah we'll get them on the horn Let's do it. Cool. Now we're excited to have the creators of Baron Fig here with us. Joey and Adam, thanks for being on, guys. And we are so excited to talk about the Archer. Uh, but first of all, let's just uh, introduce yourselves so people can hear your voices. And then if one of you could uh, tell us about the just kind of the history of Baron Fig to, for people who might not be as familiar with your company. Cool. Hey, Joey Cafone here, uh, one of the co-founders of Baron Fig. I'll let Adam uh, jump in a little bit. Hey, it's Adam Cornfield here. Yeah, one of the other, they're half of it. Uh, so Baron Fig started kind of six years ago when Joey and I were doing that. And Joey could never get this date right. Sometimes he thinks it's three years, sometimes he thinks it's seven years. But <laughs> 300 kind of, years ago. <laughs> yeah, 300 years ago, we met. The dawn of time. <laughs> So he had the observation that in his art school at SVA in New York here, everyone had a MacBook Pro or MacBook Air. But when it came to a paper notebook, it was kind of like all over the map. There's nothing anyone was really happy with. And I was always a big fan of stationery and paper and writing. And I thought it was a great idea. And, uh, you know, we acted on it three years later. Uh, it took us a while to get going. But finally, we rolled out our Confidant notebook. We talked to – what is it, Joe? 300 thinkers? No, 500 thinkers. 500. Wow. Thinkers for, 
Yeah, from around the world to get feedback. We just emailed them asking a question like, what do you like or not like in your paper notebook? And the response, well, A, it was actually overwhelming that so many people got back to us. And B, a lot of people really want to book the open flat. So that was kind of the origins of the Confidant. And we put it on Kickstarter. And it did really well with it. We were surprised. We ended up selling like 8,000 notebooks in a month, raising over $160,000. And that, that, that was the genesis of Baron Fig. And since then, you guys kind of, you know, you've made The Apprentice, you've made The Vanguards, you've done like a, a cover for the, what is it called? The the Guardian. The Guardian. Um, yeah. And and you've done a pen, you've done The Squire, um, and The Archer is is your pencil, which is, is awesome. Um, so first, I want to ask kind of what made you decide to design a pencil, but secondly, um, how you guys came upon the name The Archer. Um, let's Let me ask that first. If I may ask, how did you come up with the archer? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Naming is like a big thing for us. Yeah, we we try to choose names that are like could be a person. So like your confidant or your you know a vanguard, which is like sort of an adventurer, pioneer. Uh, and so archer is the first name where it sort of is a play on the words of uh, like and the physical product itself because it's mm. sort of like a an arrow yeah so you're, you are the archer in this case and and the pencil is your arrow yeah and that's where it came from that's awesome um and so what's what's really interesting is i feel like this this has been in your thoughts for a long time like we we first met in 2015 in the spring and I remember we sat down with some coffee and we were drinking and um, you guys started asking me some very pointed questions about pencils. <laughs> so how long before that have you sort of decided to make a pencil and how did the genesis of that go? So pretty much from day one, we knew that we wanted to create a company that, was, that created tools for thinkers, right? So the, a notebook was just a starting point. We felt like the notebook was at the center and then we could draw rings around it, right? Each ring was sort of things that, that were related to the ring previously. So ring number one now is um, writing instruments, right? So we've got the, uh, the Squire pen and today the Archer pencil. And the, I think the Squire took us 14 months to design. Hmm. And the Archer, yeah, we talked to you. Oh man, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's 18 months and I'm sure it wasn't, we didn't start that day either. So it's quite a long time to, to get to this point. Yeah. So can you talk about some of the, um, you know, nerdy specs of the pencil, like how much they cost, um, what they're made of, what sort of grade you put onto the lead and, um, you know, where they come from, things like that. Yeah, sure. B basic specs of the pencil. Pencil's European origin, HB hardness. Uh, we sell a dozen, 12-pack, for $18 on our website, Baron Fig. Uh, Joey, what else can we tell them? Um, I mean, it, it's curious. It's an HB that's somewhere in the middle between HB, B, or F, which is why I like it so much. Yeah. And I think that you guys can speak more towards this than even I can. Um, so what do you guys think of the Archer? You've had it now for almost a week, I think. First, I, I feel like um, I've been like testing out a top-secret prototype. I've been like take, <laughs> taking it to work, and it's like, oh, somebody's <laughs> going to see what, what this is. It's like when people with iPhones go out into the, like who work at Apple go out into the world, they have to use like the special case that hides the shape of their like prototype iPhones. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you didn't leave the uh, pencil in the bar. Yeah. Anything, left you? the pencil at the bar, and the police came. It was terrible. <laughs> um, no, I, I did a really nice knife sharpening on mine um, today, and I couldn't put it on Instagram because it's still secret. <laughs> it was like <laughs> we're technically recording before um, before the the product yeah. is announced, so don't worry, guys. We won't release this accidentally early. <laughs> do like a pre-release <laughs> Tim what do, you th what do you think of the pencil yeah, I'll say the biggest thing that stuck out to me in using it I've been using it exclusively for several several days since I got it and it is you, meant, you mentioned that it's in the HB range but my you know my experience and we actually had an episode recently where we talked about F pencils like pencils that were just a little bit on the harder side, and those they're they're all over the place as far as how smooth or how well they write. And this felt 
<clears throat> as far as the line it put down on the page, like a good F pencil because it held a point, put down a slightly lighter line. It held a point really nicely, but at the same time, it felt just as smooth as an HB or a B pencil, which was kind of befuddling. You know, as, as I'm using it, but I really, really enjoyed that because I could carry it around with me around town like I did with a, with a cap on it. And I didn't have to worry about having to sharpen it as I went, as I was just jotting down, you know, jotting down things in a pocket notebook and stuff. So that was just really, it really is a, a kind of best of both worlds kind of experience for me. I really like how, how light it is. It's it's very light when you pick it up. Um, and at first I was a little bit afraid it was going to be like cheap because of that, but I think it's just very like lightweight and springy, you know, without an eraser on the end of it. You know, there's there's not a lot of like extra weight to hold it down. So Yeah, I've noticed over the years just with exploring all the different kinds of pencils is that when you have a pencil that's really light, sometimes it's and this has to do with the wood as well, but it's, it has the risk of feeling scratchy. Like when you're writing, writing a line where it'll have a light line and it kind of, it's almost like it vibrates in your hand, but with this pencil, it's very light, but it feels smooth. Like you don't feel, uh, you don't feel the lightness if that makes, I know it's like a super nerdy, like pencil guy thing to say, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was one of the first things I noticed is that yeah, you don't get that kind of, it, it just feels really solid and really well put together in that sense. Yeah. Awesome. It's like, um, it's super well balanced between like, you know, a black ring can sometimes get like super buttery, um, which is great for like, you know, smoothness, but it's some, sometimes it gets a little like extra smudgy being so buttery. And then mm-hmm. on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have like the Faber-Castell um, Grip 2001, which is just like super scratchy and kind of light. Uh, and this feels like it takes out the best characteristics of both of those and like leaves out, you know, the bad ones. So it's just super balanced in the middle. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Plus, this this mat is really where it's at. Yeah. This finish is perfect. Yeah. And um, your arrow looks a lot like a tattoo that I have. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if you guys better. didn't send me any free pencils. I would have been really pissed. <laughs> 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 it, looks, it looks really good. I like how you guys you really really. Were, you're, you guys always do a really good job being really minimalist with your branding, and this is a really really good example. For people that aren't looking at it, like on one face it says Baron Fig, and on one is, it has an arrow. That's it. It's just gray and black. It's perfect. Awesome. I'm glad you like it. So in the uh, one one question I definitely have for both of you, as you come out with a pencil, that I think, feel like a lot of people will have this question or have this thought is, is there a possibility that in the future you might do alternate versions of the Archer and what, what those variations could look like? Like what kind of routes could you go in the, in the limited edition sector? Yes. So after today, once we see sort of when the dust settles, I guess, and see how you know people like the product and how how well it does, uh, if if it's moving along quite nicely, then then like our other products, we will almost definitely make limited editions. And and sort of our philosophy on limited editions is we try to start simple, mm-hmm. right? So maybe the first one will just have a different color or something. And then as over time, as we, as we release new limited editions, I try to design more and more complexity into them. Hmm. So mm-hmm. you can bet that they, they evolve over time. Like the confidants that we have planned for this, uh, this fall, this winter, they are way more advanced than our original limited editions. And I think that's the way it should be. Yeah. So yeah. Look so you forward hear that, to that everybody buy lots of these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put in a, in a vote for a pencil that's in that really awesome red of your boxes for your for your confidants. Mm. Love, I oh, love that, that color nice. in, in your scheme. That's just that color is gorgeous, and I would love to see that. So. Awesome, duly know what it's worth. Yeah, I got to see the <laughs> I got to see the infamous couch that that red comes from when oh, I was yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah, that's our Baron Fig wine color. It's like uh, I mean, it's essentially like the color of red wine. And mm-hmm. the couch is one shade off of that color. So what oh. we did is we painted one wall the correct color. And then we put <laughs> the couch against the opposite wall. So we figured you couldn't <laughs> <Nice>. compare them. <laughs> so you never really know it was slightly off. So uh, how about a Baron Fig wine? <laughs> like a nice Cabernet? That yeah, wow. Fuel your creativity. <laughs> <laughs> That's called the, um, oh, the like... 
I'm trying to think of the server in like feudal times who serves wine. Um, like the, the, yeah. the, the barmaid. <laughs> <laughs> the muse. Yeah, the muse. Yeah, the Baron Fig muse. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. just a box of wine. That's awesome. That's kind of like uh, Soylent. You know how Soylent shows up every month and it's like a dozen bottles of uh, protein yeah. or whatever? Yeah. So yeah. Do- a dozen packets of wine. A dozen boxes of <laughs> Creativity Bear. in a box. <laughs> so as far as the we, – we've been talking about some of the particulars of the, the design from our point of view, kind of what we saw as far as the – the matte finish and the the lead grade. And can you just kind of walk us through the design origins or kind of what you were going for? And then maybe if you're willing to tell us a little bit about versions that you went through or different kind of incarnations of the pencil that happened over time. Yeah, sure. It seems like we go through dozens and dozens of, of prototypes. Adam, we, we must have like how many confidant prototypes sitting on our show? Oh, I mean, dozens. Pretty much every time we make a product, it's not a small feat by any stretch. I mean, maybe I wish it was sometimes, but it takes scores of prototypes and testing and samples and on and on until we finally arrive at the right thing. Yeah. So I've got, I've got this analogy or something that I'm going to throw out here. It's going to be the first time I've ever said it (laughs) to anybody, like, I guess in public that besides just like chilling at dinner. Uh, so I had a friend ask me recently, it's like, how do you know when the design is right? Right. And I, and my friend happened to be a musician. Uh, so I tried to relate in music terms and I think I hit on something that felt really good. So I'll, I'll tell you guys what it is and see if it makes sense. So basically, you know, I can't be like a pencil expert and a notebook expert and a pen expert all at once, right? But I well, why not? Ha- I know. Hey, in the end, I, hopefully, I will be quitter. But yeah. but you know what? I am. I am a. <laughs> I am a pencil user, and I'm a pen user, and I'm a notebook user, and I've been doing those for life, right? So instead of trying to design it, I think my strategy has been to just try to use it and see how it feels Hmm. and so like in my analogy with music is that my friend he um he plays the guitar but he doesn't know the notes right he does tablature he does tabs which is kind of says put your finger here put your finger there uh and he's still creating the music right but he doesn't know the specs of the music he doesn't know the notes he's playing but it still can sound beautiful and i think the process at least approaching it from this angle is the same it's like i don't know necessarily what i mean i do now but beforehand i don't know exactly what lead it is i don't know exactly what type of wood or you know what finish it is it is or how long it is at the moment but when i use it i'm like this is the one that feels right let's figure out what this is and then go i guess backwards into the process so you just have to pay you just have to pay more attention to like the tools you're using and kind of like articulate why it feels right yeah, it sort of feels like like a meditative process where yeah. you have to like instead of looking outward, you're looking inward at your response while using something. Yeah. So we, that's cool. what we did. So, we we used like dozens of pencils with our notebook until we got somewhere that felt like really pleasant, and then built upon it. Yeah. So can you talk about what some of these pencils were that you tried out, or even? You know, if there were certain pencils that you guys really liked that were sort of inspirations for certain parts of the archer, like the finish or the um, the lead or the the dimensions and things like that. Yeah, sure. the uh, The most obvious is the black wing, the black wing pencils, and like the the variations that they've got. Uh, we tried, like, I mean, Andy talked so highly about those, all the way down to pencils that are, you know, like the yellow number two. Yeah. And trying to figure out, you know, why is it that this Blackwing is so popular and so loved? And, you know, why is it that the number two is so ubiquitous? What do they have in common? What don't they have in common? Um, we went to Caroline's shop. Adam, I think you went, right? You had a conversation with Caroline and picked up a ton of stuff. Oh, I, I, I've been to Caroline's shop. Caroline's shop is not too far from where I live, so I end up walking by there quite a bit. It probably makes some of you guys jealous. But <laughs> Oh, I'm super yeah. jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, so, yeah, I, I, I'm sure I was there, and I was talking to her many times. That's mm. cool. So, yeah. um, so I, I mean, just like everything you guys do, I think the, just 
presentation and the just the like the visual aesthetic design of these things are really amazing. Um, I I think even more so than the boxes that your confidant comes in, um, which which is an amazing box. I just use them all, all over the time, and it, it fits the confidant perfectly. Um, I think that the packaging for these pencils are like especially interesting because it seems impossibly thin. Like um, when the tube came, so these all come in, come in tubes. I think there's probably pictures on the website that you all see. Um, and the tubes, I can easily get my like my middle finger and my thumb just wrapping around it to like touch. Um, it feels impossibly thin. It's like there's no way you can put twelve pencils in here. How how did you come up with the design of the tube and and how how difficult was it to just get as exacting as you did? <laughs> so uh, I think it, it uh, was a combination okay. of like Adam, Jay, and myself. Like I think I might have said something along the lines of, "Hey guys." what what would it take to make a standing tube for our pencils and then i saw on adam's face just like immediately like the math just going through his head <laughs> it's like a beautiful mind i'll just like <laughs> start sketching in his mind <laughs> yeah how did yeah. you guys adam how'd you guys figure out like exactly how to make those fit well i i can tell you there's a lot of math i mean i remember when <laughs> joey, joey's like all right we want to put 12 pencils in a tube how do we do it I remember thinking, like, oh my gosh, we better get this exactly right because otherwise it's either going to be too big and they're going to be rattling around. It's going to be too small and we're going to have an 11-pack of pencils. So, yeah, I remember <laughs> sitting there with, with, uh, with measuring out the, the length of the hexagon and then yeah. coming up with, with the inside diameter and then using pi with circumferences and how, <laughs> how, how thick is the cardboard and then how big is the outside piece. So I remember the one day Joey was designing – the, the printing that was going to go on the packaging and he had to come up with the exact dimensions of each panel on the tube. And you can imagine <laughs> it's like, okay, how long is that top part? How long is the, you know, the neck of the tube? Oh, that's right. <laughs> so we sat there for like, Joey's like, I just need your help for a minute doing this math. And a minute <laughs> turned into, I think 45 minutes of like intense math. But yeah, yeah in the end it worked and well, very glad that it seems to fit. Well, especially yeah. considering the like, the sides on this hexagonal pencil aren't like super sharp, you know, they're just kind of like a soft, well-rounded side. Yeah. I feel like it would make it so difficult to just like, so actually plan out. I think Adam and Jay put together a 3d model of the tube with pencils. Didn't you? Yeah. 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 (laughs) So so I actually, I think Jay and I both did it independently. We came up with our own math and I sketched it on paper and Jay did it. I look over, I was like, Jay, what do you think about these dimensions? And I'm staring at his screen. He literally had it laid out in CAD program. And he's like, yep, yep, it fits. So it was good, it was good to see that we both, theoretically, it fit. And then the moment of truth came when we had to actually put the pencils in the tube. And oh, there was a, a collective sigh of relief around the studio when 12, <laughs> when, when 12 pencils actually fit inside the tube. So. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so – how would you, which we, you know, you said a lot of stuff that kind of factors into this, but how do you feel that the Archer fits into the Baron Fig lineup? Because everything's very intentional that you've put out so far, and everything fits nicely. It makes sense. So how would you describe it, in your words, how it fits into the lineup? So overall, Baron Fig is a company that make tools, makes tools for thinkers. So we started off at like the most obvious place, which was the notebook. Okay, where do you write your ideas down with the confidant? And it was kind of Joe we talked about before. We started to get a lot of feedback, and it was part of our roadmap. Okay, people keep asking for recommendations for a pen and then a pencil. And it, it was killer giving recommendations for other brands, that's for sure. So we came out with the Squire, did the Kickstarter, happy about that. And then, Andy, as you mentioned before, meeting up at Washington Square Park, spring of 2015, we've been dying to make a pencil. <laughs> because it's just a different experience. It's different with writing. It's a different tactile function gives the ability to erase and it's just it's just something that people demanded they wanted we wanted and so if it's in the lineup and like work making it work with our paper it's important all of our things work together well yeah and fortunately we're we're able to make this work so along with everything else was the archer designed specifically to perform well like specifically on baron fig paper yeah, it was tested like first and foremost in our notebooks. Yeah, in the confidant and in the vanguard. What are some of the extensively? Things you, what are some of the things you like noticed and looked for when you were trying that out? 
So I did. Um, I went to school for design, graphic design, but mm-hmm. I I started as an illustration major, and I had taken uh, a first semester of figure drawing, and just like drawing in general, which I found I have found to be so invaluable in terms of like handling a writing instrument and just knowing different qualities of line and how to use a pencil to create like beautiful imagery. So for me, like every time I pick up a pencil, I drag it across the page and I see what kind of line it produces. Then I press it down as hard as I can, see how dark it goes. Then I scribble a lot and Mm. I'll see like how quickly does the tip disappear? You know, like how quickly do I need to sharpen it? Yeah, um, And then my favorite is where I like to create little gradients starting from left to right, dark to light, and to see how how much pressure I need to go from like hard and dark to where I'm just pressing barely at all to create a nice light gradient. And I find like there are certain pencils that even though they're, they're, they're high quality, it's hard to yeah. do that for some reason. Um, and so it's important to me that like if you use this pencil for – drawing as opposed to writing does it have the ability to uh hit that whole spectrum easily enough and i think you guys actually mentioned earlier how it's a soft pencil but at the same time it still isn't extremely dark like it sort of hits that hbf realm yeah Mm -hmm. and that's like the perfect way to have it is it's soft and it doesn't just like want to give away all this darkness yeah it's what gives you such versatility if you're image making it's really well balanced yeah. yeah, you're not going to be sharpening every two or three minutes. You can, you got some leeway there. Yeah, totally. Carrying this thing in your pocket with a, a cap on it is really a pleasure because it's, you don't have to worry about that. I've carried it out with me, you know, around town, and I, and I just don't have to worry, which is nice. So, so do you guys carry erasers, as well? Um, no, I I sometimes <laughs> I don't do. Need I, erasers, man. <laughs> he never makes <laughs> he never makes mistakes. I always have one in my bag, but I. But I don't usually have one in my pocket. So how do you feel yeah. about it not having an eraser? That's a good question. Well, in general, like I don't care. But the design <laughs> of yours is so perfect. I think an eraser would completely ruin it. That's awesome. a short answer. Unless, <laughs> unless it was one of those erasers <laughs> that kind of sat flush with the barrel, like the Itoya pencils or like the Craft Design yeah. Technology oh. pencils. Yeah. Like yeah. Kind of camel pencils, yeah. they yeah. kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so something like that would be good for me, but like, yeah, I, I feel like a ferrule and an eraser would just kind of like disrupt these, these lines that you have. Yeah. This cool. end is perfect. Not too rounded and soft, like a Japanese pencil. Yeah. And this is may getting too like creative touchy feely, but I, I, I dig when, <laughs> when you're, uh, <laughs> when you're making something for people who create, who there's, there's a lot of. Uh, wisdom in not having an eraser just to kind of keep going and keep putting it down. So mm. I, I, I like not having an, an eraser for that reason. You know, when I'm sitting down to write, if I pull up this pencil, uh, an eraser is like having a backspace key that as soon as it's there, <laughs> I want to use it. Totally. <laughs> so, so I appreciate that. Awesome. That's cool. Your, your paper has always been very good for pencil. That's something that we pointed out a lot and it's come up a lot in our Facebook group. So I know you guys were sensitive to ink users and even sort of like pocket watercolor stuff but was it intentional to make your paper that's in all of your notebooks very good with pencil the way that it is or just like a happy accident no definitely i think it was actually more important that it's good with pencil than good with you know fountain pens or like more liquid based mediums that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the pencil is what I, I personally, like when I go to draw, I grab a, a pencil against awesome. anything else. Yeah. See, I was expecting like a, a squire, but with a, like a mechanical pencil insert. So I was excited that it was a wooden pencil. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Just because, hey, you never know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that would look, that would look awesome too. Like a match set squire, but yeah yeah obviously we're biased toward wooden pencils here <laughs> yeah just a little bit a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> do you guys have squires yeah um I, sorry i don't i do not i've been i've been wanting one yeah i, I actually was just looking at them on your website uh, this afternoon because it's something i've been wanting for a while because i love that refill and i love the uh 
I forget what it's called, but the ballpoint that's kind of a similar similar feel that, that fits in that that I put in a lot of other things, but I just can't find something that I'm uh, that I want to sit down and write with for a long amount of time. So I've, I've been meaning to. Yeah. We're gonna have to fix that. Yeah. We're gonna have to fix. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. know they were on the website. Have it up on my website right now. Computer right now. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys uh, allowed to use pens? Is that, is that, does that break some rule? Like, oh, because <laughs> you don't tell Johnny. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I would definitely, if I'm using like a pen at work or something and somebody like specifically notices, I usually get some guff. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like, I can't believe you're using a pen. Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Just don't tell I, anybody. I bought some gel pens today. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> did, did, did you pay cash for them? <laughs> just so they can't be no traced. Proof. <laughs> I handed my daughter five bucks. I was like, hey, get these for daddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been it's been really awesome having you guys on here. Really, really enjoyed this. Um and we're so excited for everybody to try the archer. We've we've had so much fun with it and have been and thank you so much for letting us, you know, take it for a spin before we talk to you all. Um, but we have to we have to finish with just to ask because you've always got something cooking. What's what's next for Baron Fig that you can tell us about? Um, anything or anything anything you're thinking about or anything you're willing to yes. talk? Yes. All right. I have good news. I have good news. <laughs> Every time we are asked this question, the I think the answer we always give is something along the lines of, "Oh, you know, you have to wait and see." <laughs> no, <laughs> we have a real answer this time. Uh, and this is something that we, you guys, def- any of your listeners, everyone is totally the first to hear this, probably by a long shot. Uh, Adam, you want to, you want to go ahead? No, no, no. Go, go ahead. You're excited. Go for it. <laughs> All right, I will. Cool. So we have coming up our first um, mystery limited edition, and it'll be coming in um, November, and. It is going to be put up on the page, and you're not going to know what's in it, except <laughs> that it's called the black box. Huh. Sweet. Yes. Paper the, that's pretty awesome. Right. That's, <laughs> it's just going to be <laughs> It's going to be full of nothing, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> full of mystery. <laughs> it's, it's the Cards Against Humanity route. Right? No, yeah, right. right. Yeah. It's going to be full of blackness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember last year they did the uh, the box full of, like, cow crap or something yeah, yeah. yeah so. like, p- people were digging through it thinking there was a trick and there was nothing <laughs> <laughs> i promise you it's not it's not Baron a box Fig of crap. Just, just trolls everyone <laughs> that's yeah, awesome so, so that's what's happening in the next few weeks and the pencil came out today uh, i like I'm how excited about i like how you did that joey it was like um <laughs> hey we're gonna give an exclusive to you it's a mystery <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah cool thank you so much Can you, you, want, you want to tell people how to find you online and the various ways that you want to share yeah sure you can you can check us out baronfig.com b-a-r-o-n-f-i-g.com and you know on twitter and instagram and joe, joe what else do we have going on right now what were we talking about before the show oh yeah just uh last year our planners sold out like ridiculously fast and just if your listeners are interested in planners um definitely grab one before they're gone because they're probably going to be gone in a few weeks and think, uh, oh and uh our charcoal notebooks are we have a new color confidant charcoal notebooks uh check yeah. that out too those you guys have any of those those charcoal ones are um good looking i've had one yeah i'm using the just the regular one right now cool I'm I'm still using my three-legged juggler because it wow. is it is still my <laughs> oh man I, love, I kind of hoarded them. Um, well, that's a nice autumnal color. Yeah, yeah, color. yeah. It's back in vogue. Purpose in the fall again. Yeah, mm. and it looks really cool. good. I I have a green um like little pen loop that I stick in the back of it, and uh, it matches. It really matches well the the like green uh, bookmark like like accent yeah, cool. color that's on it. So I want to see Sweet. this. Yeah, very cool. How can um how can people follow you guys personally on the internet if you're if you're willing to share? Oh yeah. Um my Twitter is the best place to shoot me a message. It's just Joey Cafone, J O E Y C O F O N E. And for me, you can follow me on Twitter, Adam Cornfield, A D A M K O R N F I E L D. 
Yeah, and also just as a side note, right? The the mission of Baron Fig is to champion thinkers, and so it's like creating a creating a company that really does try to live the principles of creativity, right? So we don't just sell the products for it, but we do these Baron Fig projects where we try to be examples of creativity, um, and we're always taking feedback. It's super important to how we develop our products you know, our, our website and pretty much everything. So if you shoot us an email, hello at baronfig.com. Totally. If you've got thoughts or suggestions or you think something sucks, you know, we love all of the above. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. F- feedback's great. I mean, we love hearing from customers, meeting customers. It's just, it's great to hear all sorts of angles and things we may or may not be thinking about or reinforcing what we've heard or thought already. It, it's really useful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. Thanks yeah. For thanks having for having us. us. Definitely a blast. Yeah. <laughs> this has been episode 62 of the Erasable Podcast. You can find the audio and show notes for this episode at erasable.us slash 62. We do still have stickers on sale $5 for three of them or uh, $2 each. Uh, which you can get to at erasable.us slash shop. Uh, come join our Facebook group, uh, the Erasable Podcast Pencil Community. It is at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. There's 1,300 of us strong, having amazing pencil discussions from day to day. Uh, follow our Facebook page for updates, facebook.com slash erasablepodcast. We're on Twitter at, uh, at erasablepodcast and on Instagram at, at erasablepodcast. Thank you very much, and we will talk to you soon. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.